Welcome to the Living the Dream Podcast with Curveball. If you believe, you can achieve. Hello and welcome to another episode of Living the Dream with Curveball. I'm your host, Curveball, and today I am joined by Scott Milne. He is the author of Winning the War on COVID-19. So we're going to talk to him about that today and see what makes him certified to write a book like this. So Scott, thank you for joining me. You're welcome. Thank you, Curtis, for having me. I appreciate it. Why don't you start off by telling telling everybody who you are, a little bit about yourself and all of the things that you're involved in, your certifications, and what, what uh, makes you certified to be able to talk about this topic, because you are an expert. Excellent point. I appreciate that opportunity. It's, it's true our medical uh, profession right now is just swamped. I mean, they, they probably don't have an awful lot of time to, to do interviews and to, to write books. They're, they're saving lives every day. So I've taken on this topic from a different perspective. I'm a facility consultant. Uh, I'm certified in air quality control uh, through uh, NORMI, the National Organization of Mold Remediators and Inspectors. Um, We test for pathogens in the air, bacteria, uh, things that facility operators would want to know about or should know about. And frankly, we've been destroying bacteria and virus for for years. Um, We've been expecting uh, a dangerous superbug to come along, and uh, we we do know how to how to fight it and how to kill it. All right. Well, what's so different about this virus? You know, there's plenty of viruses out there, but what's so different about COVID nineteen? Well, it's, it's true. There's there's plenty of virus out there, uh, Curtis. That's right. Uh, they've been with us through the ages. Uh, COVID-19 is a deviation of other viruses that we've dealt with. Uh, HIV, we've still not found a vaccine. Uh, Tuberculosis has been with us through the ages and we still have not found a vaccine. But the scientists do believe that this particular virus, which is um, really a sister virus of SARS, COV, and this is SARS, COV-2. It's a tricky little bugger. It's a a modification or a deviation of SARS. It'll it'll hide in its host uh, until it finds its vulnerable victim. Uh, It's able to literally shut down uh, the signals uh, that your your cells will will send out to, to resistant proteins for help. And it can some, somehow uh, shut down those signals and disguise them. So, um, you know, the, the body doesn't know to, to send the emergency help. Uh, it, it's, it's a tricky little bug and, and it, it, it deserves our respect. When do you feel like um, we will go back to normal? Well, that's another good question. Normal for some of us is going to be normal for others. Um, for instance, again, we hope that there will be a vaccine. If there is a vaccine uh, coming in the spring of next year, possibly the summer of next year, um, 
the rollout is very important. Will Americans or society at large trust the vaccine? Uh, so it's very important that we not politicize the vaccine. We let the scientists handle it and we let them take their time with it if we have to. Um, once the vaccine is found, it has to be administered and it might have to be administered twice to 660 million people. Uh, that's an awful lot of uh, vaccines. And then we have to worry about the rest of the globe. Um, fixing COVID-19 in one state is not gonna help America. Fixing COVID-19 in one country, America is not gonna help our planet. Well, can you give us some tips on how we can defend uh, ourselves as well as our families? with COVID-19? Sure, absolutely. Uh, that, that's why I've written this book, uh, Curtis. Uh, it, it was a real frustration to me as, as this broke out. I, I was watching it among some of my, I, I'm an efficiency a contractor uh, by trade. Again, working within facilities, I, I get some products from suppliers in China, like LED products. And uh, I, I could almost see it coming. They were, they were telling me that they were shutting their factories down over there. They, they were scared, they were frightened. Uh, their government was taking uh, real severe, or what seems like severe movements to try to curtail this. And, uh, and then it came here. And when it came here, again, I know the methods to, to be able to kill bacteria and virus from the past. So I was waiting to hear the media talk about these methods. Uh, where was it on the news? You know, really there are methods to deal with virus and, and they just weren't talking about them. What they were talking about is important. The CDC suggestions, they're, they're, they fall into three groups. Uh, socially distance from other people, wear a protective face covering and protect your face from dirty hands. So we got to wash our hands frequently and we got to stop touching our face. Now those suggestions are, are important and they're critical, but in my opinion, they must be combined uh, with additional strategy for interior space, which will absolutely protect us. Um, speaking of shutdowns, um, you know, businesses are starting to reopen. What would be some advice you could give business owners about defending the uh, customers and the staff from uh, COVID-19? Discipline. Um, my book, chapter uh, seven, goes through the various market segments um, because every business is unique, uh, Curtis. I mean, very different. I mean, you know, compare a, a cruise ship uh, to uh, a restaurant, to a health club, to a school, uh, to a manufacturing facility, uh, to a hairdresser, uh, they're all going to need to understand their own strategy, which kind of fall into various themes. So my hope was that by going through many segments and giving descriptions of what you could do at a car dealer, for instance, to, to, to make your business uh, look more attractive than the other car dealers to make people really feel safe somehow uh, walking through that door um, that you've done more uh, than your competition, whether you're a restaurant 
or, or a yoga fitness center or a health club or a cruise liner. What have you done? Uh, just the basics that CDC is recommending or have you gone well above and beyond that by adding equipment, strategy, and yes, the CDC protocols, but you know, done visible things that are, are proving to the customers as they visit your establishment that you've got your game on. Well, name some of those uh, mechanical processes that, that can kill viruses. Okay, but before I do, I'm, I've got it on the tip of my, my mind and I'm anxious to describe a strategy. And then we're gonna get into some of the equipment. Hotels. Hotels are using something called a cleanliness theater. Just to give you a for instance, because when I talk about strategy, people are like, all right, it means strategy to keep people apart. Yeah, but cleanliness theater in a hotel is where they've shifted the housekeeping. People don't want housekeepers in their guest room anymore if they're staying two or three nights. They'll stay sheltered in that guest room and clean it themselves. So they're using housekeeping in the front lobby, uh, in you know whatever restaurant they have operating, you know outside the hotel. That they dress them differently. That they're on they're on stage now. Uh, they're performing. Uh, they're performing an important task. That they're showing the guests uh, how concerned this hotel is about cleanliness. And that might make the guests feel a little bit better in those common areas so that when they do, you know, finally get to the guest room, you know, maybe they'll come back for another stay. So let's talk a little bit about the equipment because that really is the, the core of the book. It talks about strategy. It talks about what this virus is. It talks about maybe what we could have done better in this nation and what went wrong here. Uh, but it talks about how to use equipment, either at your home, on your person, or in your business. Again, to reassure those customers, like cleanliness theater, you want the people walking into your health club or your, your restaurant or your retail store to really know that this owner is doing different things and, and they, they understand. They understand how to protect me. They, they care. So it's the equipment we describe how to use. So it falls into four categories. The first category is UVC light, the UV spectrum. The UV spectrum has been used for decades, frankly, 30 or 40 years to sanitize the water that we drink. The water that we drink uh, is purified uh, in many ways, uh, but one of them is by passing it through UV light equipment and it'll kill bacteria and virus, which is known to hurt people before it comes to their house. UV light though, you have to be careful with um, because you shouldn't really look directly into it. It could kind of hurt your eyes. Although they're working on that and they're coming up with new spectrums of UV light, which is uh, known to again, kill virus and bacteria, uh, but won't be so harmful for your skin or your eyes. But UV light, knowing that it's again, harmful for the, the eyes, can be used in a myriad of ways uh, to sanitize and protect. For instance, 
I have a UV desk lamp right here, uh, which focuses that UV down as four arms that stick out. And it, it's able to sanitize my keyboard and my fingers and my papers and pen, my phone and everything that's on this desk. How about a UV toothbrush holder, right? You close a little lid and you've got four toothbrushes in there and it kills the bacteria in your toothbrush. Um, there's new inventions coming like a UV wand and a UV cell phone sanitizer where you put your cell phone in there and it, it closed the lid. You, you can't see in there, so it wouldn't hurt your eyes. Uh, UV under cabinet lighting. I'm recommending that in businesses everywhere. If it's under the cabinet, it's focused down and it's focused down generally on an important surface. Perfect spot for UV products. Um, there's little uh, UV things you can stick into the bottom of your cell phone now, which brings a little tiny bit of uh, uh, sanitation or disinfection to wherever you are. If you want to uh, disinfect a, I don't know, a, a cigarette or a, a baby's nipple or or whatever, uh, you know, there are little, there are ways now to do it. One of the more creative UV products is the 50 Styles makeup bag. It's rechargeable. And you can put anything in there, your keys or your mask or your cell phone. And it's the size of a little ladies makeup bag they used to carry in the 60s. And um, once you close the lid, the UV light glows for 90 seconds, top and bottom, and it's able to sanitize anything you put in there. Have you ever heard of any of those products, Curtis? I have not, but they do sound pretty neat. I have heard of UV lighting, but it sounds like they're coming out with more innovative things. That makeup bag sounds like it would be pretty nice. It's true. Uh, people aren't able to really find it yet. It's coming out of some of the Asian manufacturers. Uh, it's selling out quickly, um, but I've created a website uh, called virusdepot.com, uh, which features all of these products. Now, I, I want to also make a disclosure now. And you're going to see this disclosure on my website. It's crazy that I have to say this, but the FTC has determined that um, it is illegal uh, for me to claim, or anyone uh, to claim that we can kill COVID-19 with anything, with a, with a liquid, with a product, with a piece of an equipment, with anything. Now that's a shame because this thing has been with us for eight months now and we've known it was coming. And the FDA um, is responsible for testing equipment against bacteria and virus. And just two weeks ago, uh, they released their protocols or their application process for solution-based disinfectants, like the liquids. They're gonna test the liquids against COVID-19. Good, thank you. How effective are they? How long do you have to leave them on? Which ones are better than the others? We need to know that data. More importantly, well, just as importantly, we need to know which equipment kills COVID-19. We need to know about how long it takes, how far to put that UV light away from the surface. We need to know these details so we can Kill this thing. Curtis, let me ask you this. Imagine you were recruited into war, right? Uh, drafted. 
And man, you were trained on how to wash your hands and how to wear your uniform, which is a mask. And they sent you in the battle against a killer and they didn't give you a weapon on how to kill it. They it would definitely, would definitely put you at a disadvantage. Now, speaking <laughs> of uh, wearing the mask and um, let, let me just comment on something that you just mentioned. Um, do you feel like most people are trained to wear their mask properly? Um, because, you know, some people will take it off. They, they'll touch uh, different things before they hand sanitize. Do you feel like people are properly trained to wear masks and even gloves properly, the population in, in general? Well, that's a good question, too. And it's actually, actually covered in the book, some, some strategy about mask wearing and, and hand sanitizing and how often and when. And we got to make these things convenient. Uh, I recommend you carry a two-ounce hand sanitizer in your left pocket at all times. I recommend you have several masks that work for you. Find ones that are comfortable, that don't fog your glasses too much, that you don't have to adjust back and forth. Some of the um, surgical masks, the straps are cheap. They keep breaking, you know, people are adjusting them all the time. Try to settle in uh, to, to a routine which works. This is gonna be with us for a little while. Even after that vaccine is created, there, there should be a little trepidation or fear for reason, you know, for reasonable reasons, for another year, we should think about virus and uh, and protect ourselves from virus forever. From this point forward, we don't have to be hopefully paranoid forever, but we should always remember what happened here, and we should understand the equipment um, and the the means to protect ourselves against contagion of all kinds. This may not be the last harmful superbug. We don't know when the next one's gonna come. But let's get back to that equipment because that's really important. And the next one we're gonna talk about is called negative ionization. And I'll be a little more brief here. Negative ionization has also been around for quite a while. Certain home-based air purifiers have this feature. <clears throat> negative ionization, it, it takes the floaters out of the air. And that's important because it reduces allergens for people that are affected by allergies. But along those allergens, which are dust mites and dust mite fecal matter and the, the skin cells the dust mites are chasing and viruses are tiny and they will latch on to those floaters. And those floaters are resistant to landing and they'll just ride along. And they could stay for quite some time. Negative ionization helps those floaters land by reversing the unnoticeable and minute electronic charges in the room. So people haven't really talked about other than, you know, trying to destroy the virus. How about we try to get the virus out of the air? That's a good thing. And that's negative ionization. These four methods are fall into a family of advanced, um, advanced uh, air purification. You don't necessarily have to use thick filters that are expensive. That's not the best way to purify air anymore. You know, lots of electricity to move big fans through clogged filters, you know, that are expensive anyway. Then negative ionization helps, you know, clear some of that smoke and that dander out of the air. 
But the next method will kill bacteria and is known to kill viruses. It's called photocatalytic oxidation. And I, I don't want to throw out big words here because it's an easy process. Um, we call it PCO. Um, PCO um, is where we take a UV light and we pass air through a honeycomb of titanium alloys or metals. And don't you know that when we use the right mechanical instruments, we can freak out molecules. It's funny. Um, when you freak out molecules, they come back in mysterious ways. And some of the ways that these molecules come back and reform are really nature's miracle. Um, the PCO method will create a family of new molecules called hydroxyl radicals. And one of these hydroxyl radicals is H2O2, which you're probably familiar with. It's in your medicine cabinet. It's um, hydrogen peroxide. And in the liquid form, it's so strong that it bubbles up when you put it on a cut, right? It kill, it's killing bacteria. Absolutely. We can, we can actually make that in a molecular form with equipment. And, and some building owners are spraying this in the liquid form, diluting it and spraying it all over the building in an effort to kill virus and bacteria. We can actually make it in a practical way uh, with a piece of equipment, um, which has been around for, for years and years. It's just unknown. It's a shame. Um, in South Korea, they just installed a quarter of a million of these devices in their buildings. Have you noticed the success rate South Korea has had with this virus? Yeah. I think they know something that, that we're not talking about. It sounds like they do. One of those things is advanced purification. Now, some of the pieces of equipment that make PCO, um, you know, they begin to get a little costly. But, you know, what is your health worth? A few hundred dollars should be, yes. Um, but they make them for ambulances. Uh, they make them for buses. Uh, you could put them in a schoolroom. Uh, you could put them in a restaurant. You could put them in ductwork because they're safe to use around people. This family of oxidizers has not been given any warnings uh, from the EPA. So they're known to be safe around people. So you, you can create them in your home. You can create them in your car. I have a little device that hangs around my neck and it puts out a, a bit of an ionic breeze across your face. And this ionic breeze, you don't even notice it, um, but it creates hydroxyl radicals and it will make a mask about 300 times more effective. I don't think I would fly on a plane right now without one. Now, um, your head is probably spinning, but I want to be. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, this is exactly why I wanted to have you on because when I read your book, I knew that this information would be real helpful to people. So keep talking. <laughs> well, I try to make these topics a little complicated, try to make them as uncomplicated as possible. You know, for, for the layman, um, you know, there are, there are people uh, that are 
attempting to protect their family, others trying to protect a, a restaurant or a giant hotel. We're all learning uh, how to destroy bacteria and virus. And I am not hearing anything about it in the media. So we've got to do a much better job at examining uh, these methods. Um, and if it came from the federal government, like the FDA, uh, that would be great. Uh, I'm afraid, you know, if that happened, there'd be such a run on this equipment, you, you, you'd have to wait 90 days to get it. But right now it is available. So let's talk about this fourth one. This fourth one, I really, I consider it nature's miracle. It's ozone. Now, ozone gets a bit of a bad rap. Um, ozone is technically O3, three oxygen molecules. It can't get any simpler than that or more natural than that, right? Um, it's made easily and inexpensively um, by corona discharge. There's a couple ways to scramble molecules so they come back as O3. As a matter of fact, nature makes O3 um, after a, a lightning storm or, or uh, even a rain shower. There's such a disturbance in the atmosphere that many molecules freak out and they scramble and they come back as O3. And that's why people hang out their, their laundry uh, for that spring smell. Uh, it's really O3 in the atmosphere, a low, a low amount. But what we can do in a building is we can create more of it and we can trap it inside of interior spaces. Now, the difference here is that ozone has been given a warning label. The FDA has warned that prolonged exposure, like eight hours, uh, to elevated levels of ozone is not good. It can be dangerous. It can be hazardous uh, to asthma, to headaches. Uh, it's, it's not enough oxygen. Um, but no one would really do that because ozone has an, an odor. It's not a good odor or a bad odor, but it's, a, it's an odor that you wouldn't really want to be around. So if you were in a room and you were creating ozone and the ozone levels began to elevate, you would go, oh, you know, let me get out of here because I can smell that ozone and I know that it's not good to be in a room with elevated levels of ozone. So we recommend using ozone when people and pets aren't around. But that's okay, because many, many spaces, trains, cruise ships, your home, your office, your laundry room, need excellent disinfection and sanitation when you're not in those spaces. For instance, a bowling alley. They could use PCO during you know, the time when people are there. So they can try to sanitize and disinfect the best as they can when people are there. But then when people leave, they can crank up the ozone and they're getting you know, the best disinfection uh, in the fastest amount of time and the least amount of money in the most thorough way. Thorough disinfection does not necessarily mean you have to have the guys with the white suits and the machines with the backpacks, with the sprays and the fogs. Now, I do that too, frankly, because that's what businesses are calling for. But I definitely like to tell them about ozone. 
You don't always have to spray and, and pump and, and fog uh, to, to get a space disinfected. But part of the reason that's happening is because the EPA has not embraced ozone as a technique uh, to dis disinfect. They just have not. However, there are some very interesting studies that I'd like to tell you about uh, that are happening right now that relate directly to O3 or to ozone. Now, some people might be thinking right now that ozone, I mean, I, I'm hearing about ozone on the news and it's bad. It's bad. Uh, it comes out of exhaust pipes and uh, they, they warn you not to go outside if ozone, we even have a highway sign that says, you know, ozone levels are high on a hot day, you know, remain inside. It's weird. It's true. Ozone level is a low level pollutant that the weatherman will warn you about. However, it's also something nature has provided us with that has, is known to kill HIV, SARS, Ebola, all of them, MERS, staph. And I just wish EPA would do their, their tests on COVID-19. Now, the reports I'd like to tell you about that are emerging have to do with O3 again, ozone. One of them was a study done in Madrid, Spain, which I feature in my book. They took saline solution, which is a very common medical supplement. Uh, they bubbled ozone through it, or they in infused it with ozone in some way. And I don't know how, but they made 600 bags of this, 600 units. And then they began to treat 86 victims that were checked into this Paloma hospital in Madrid, Spain. They do a lot over in Europe with ozone. Well, when they began treating, these were, were COVID victims that were severe. I mean, they were about to go on ventilators and they, they couldn't stay home anymore. They were dying people. They began to treat them with the saline solution and other medicines, but they began to get better within days. The inflammation began to drop like they've never seen. They began to take them off of conventional medicine. Within five days, they were releasing people. Within 10 days, every patient from that hospital ward was released. And the doctors and the nurses were taking this harmless ozonated saline solution as a prophylactic. And none of them came down with COVID-19. I'm not saying this is a miracle therapy. I say that in my book. I'm not saying that. But I am saying that our universities and institutions need to study this right away because the pharmaceutical companies may not care about this. If you can't make an injection out of it or a pill out of it, the pharmaceutical companies, I don't know that they're gonna care. Talk about the, uh, in your book, you talk about the automatic uh, temperature um, gauge that you can put at the entrance of your door. Cause most people just have somebody standing at the door with the infrared, no touch thermometer. Talk sure. about that solution that people can implement as well. That's an excellent question, Curtis, because there's, there's a, a dynamic that'll happen at an entryway of a hotel or a restaurant or a hairdresser where you're trying to get, you know, your hair done. And the hairdresser may ask you, um, do you, have a fever? <laughs> I don't know. 
or literally they'll park someone at the door and shoot you in the face, <laughs> right? With a thing that looks like almost like a little gun. They want to shoot you in the face. It's just a little weird. It's unusual. It's uncommon. It's invasive, kind of. And although people are, you know, sucking it up and, and allowing them to point a thing at their face, there's a better way. It's inexpensive. It's easy. It hangs on the entryway. The person walks up to it and you can put a little sign on it if, if need instruction. They put the palm of their hand up to it and they don't have to touch it. They just put the palm of their hand up to it and it talks to you. It says, hello, your temperature is 98.6 degrees and it will flash green. It says, welcome to the hair cuttery or wherever. And um, it can even, some of them will even open the door. Now, some of them, the less expensive versions will even squirt hand sanitizer for you. So you get your temperature read, you get a squirt, and you know that everyone else in that restaurant is at least um, free of fever. Now, there's an advanced uh, version of that where you walk up to it as an iPad hanging on the front of a, maybe an office building or a gymnasium that wants to really be on their game. That iPad has the faces memorized of every one of their members. Um, they walk up and it recognizes your face. So it, it, it's security. It will then confirm that you're wearing your mask. It will then infrared your forehead and it will tell you your temperature. It will greet you into the building. It will open the door. It will tell the receptionist inside that you're walking in. But that one doesn't give a squirt <laughs> of hand sanitizer. That just is information based and it's wonderful. It's, it's a really neat way that everyone in that building knows, at least again, that people there don't have a fever. Yeah, sounds like some good stuff right there. Are there any other projects that you're working? Are, yeah, right. innovations are coming, Curtis. And that's what I like to talk to people about. Right now is the time to innovate. Can we create? What business are you in? Is there something that you could be doing to tweak, twist, or change your industry for the better that has to do with virus control, virus reduction, less touch, less share, less touchless, touchless everything is important. We talk, we, we use the word touchless, you know, a hundred times in the book, but we try to teach businesses how to have more touchless operations. There are inventions there all over uh, you know, this, this segment. Let me give you a for instance. Um, during the shutdown, I was pretty much freaking out that people weren't talking about um, you know, advanced means to, to deal with this thing. I was upset that people didn't have the right PPE um, and I saw industries suffering. Uh, with the shutdown, the travel industry is really at like a quarter of its operation. Uh, my company went to work perfecting a program we're calling the Elite Room. It is brand new and it will help people travel uh, in a safe way. And it will help reassure people that when they travel, they will be safe or safer. And I'll give you a quick description of it uh, so I don't 
pitch this thing too long. <laughs> the elite room has a patented 10 step process uh, by which people know what they're getting when they book into that hotel room. Offered at the front desk for $19.89. Uh, the elite room features a spray and fog disinfectant, uh, which is botanical. So it's a natural uh, spray. It also, of course, includes ozone uh, blast. The whole room is blasted with ozone, with no one in there, of course. Uh, next, the room uh, includes uh, total uh, uh, hypoallergenic uh, mattress and bed spring encasements. They're also called insect infestation encasements because I know what kind of a problem that is in the industry. Um, the room also features this wonderful uh, shower head, which removes the chlorine from the water and puts in a, a, a bit of essential oil, which is good for your skin and hair, and chlorine is not. And it puts in a slight aroma. You'll never forget your shower, which is lemon mango. But the, the stream of the shower is really a hydrotherapy, and you'll, you'll know it when you're under it. It's really different. The room also includes an amenity pack with uh, face masks, uh, earplugs, and, a, and a, an eye mask for someone that uh, is light sensitive. It includes uh, individual hand sanitizer wraps, an alarm clock that wakes you up like the dawn, uh, LED lighting, which is high clarity, but low, um, um, low, um, low uh, uh, I'm sorry, low Kelvin, so it's more relaxing. Almost forgot the word Kelvin. Can't do that. Uh, I think this uh, package will really help people feel reassured when they travel from city to city. They'll know which hotel uh, will feature it. So that can be found at elite-room.com. And go ahead and throw out some more contact information for those who would lo love to purchase your book or get some products from your company or even do business with you. Well, thank you. Uh, the book is on Amazon already, uh, Win the War on COVID-19. You wouldn't believe it, Curtis. I, I got turned down this week for aver Amazon advertising. They won't let me buy keywords because this book involves a natural disaster. I wrote a book to teach people how to help themselves from getting killed from this thing. And they won't even allow me to advertise it on their platform. I'm still trying. <laughs> now, um, my core business is facility efficiency. And I consider air quality part of a facility efficiency. So I can help uh, manufacturers and hotels of all types, any business, reduce their electricity, their water, improve their air quality, bring solutions to their laundry space or their kitchen or what have you, their refrigeration, their air conditioning. But right now I'm doing everything I can to teach these facility owners about how to tackle virus in their indoor space. My business can be found at Rocky Mountain Efficiency, which is www.rmefficiency.com. My book can also be found at thevirusdepot.com. If you buy my book there, you'll get a colorized version signed by me. Ladies and gentlemen, Scott Milne. 
Scott, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been very informative. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I can never do anything to help you or your listeners out. Curtis, please let me know. For more information on the Living the Dream podcast, visit www.djcurveball.com. Until next time, stay focused on living the dream. dream.